and you won Are You The One. Well, I scammed Are You The One. Oh, welcome. This is Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. And uh, Ty, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Ty Verdes. Ty Verdes. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying Ty Verdes, but yeah. it's Ty Verdes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm a huge fan. And if you don't know him yet, you're going to know him. And if you don't know him yet, I think you do know him and you heard him and didn't know it was Ty Verdes. Um, and, and the Ty Verdes crew is in the, in the house. You know, you're sitting on, that's the front row of the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. That was the original front row seats wow. from the Tonight Show. I like that. Yeah. And I guess we're on your, what is this? What are you doing? Like there's, there's a camera guy here taking, what, what is that for? You know, content. I think content is really important, especially for an artist that's you know trying to do something. So this age. is I'm going to be in the content. You're going to be in the content. So yeah. this is I'm, am I on TikTok? Am I on Instagram? What is it? What is this for? I think you have to be all purpose. All that's purpose. where I found you. You know yeah. that. Oh, TikTok. You know that. Okay, cool. Well, At I mean, in the beginning, I think everyone found me from you know random videos I was posting. But then once you know the form of that content became what we you know share as you know uh internet content now aka the video scrolling method not only was it on you know TikTok, it became instagram reels it was turned into youtube shorts which turned into snapchat spotlight which turned into well, like the now new you're telling medium. us the future of digital well i mean it's already here no i know but yeah. i found you on TikTok. yeah yeah exactly, exactly that was the, the beginning. point yeah, but yeah, my yeah. daughter who wanted to be here was already a fan of yours you know oh, that yeah, yeah, by yeah. a different name Ooh. on a different show Oh. She knows you from a dating show. Yes, exactly. on on MTV. Yes, yes. The, mm -hmm. uh, find the one. You're the one. Are you the one? Are you the one? Mm -hmm. And you won. Are you the one? Well, I scammed. Are you the one? What do you mean? I mean, I went on the show. Well, basically, my whole entire thing for going on that show was I had just dropped out of college, and I was like, "How can I make the least? <laughs> how can I make the most money possible doing the least amount of work?" Right. Which is everybody's goal. Which is everybody's goal. That's right? what we should title this episode, How to Make the Most <laughs> Amount of Money with the Least Amount of Work. And we're about to get it right now. How do you make yeah. more money with, without doing it? Well, to be honest, I think it's basically double downing on your strengths. And I think school was not my strength, but okay. I think that I was but always... Dating? No, it wasn't dating. It was um, being a personality at that time. I was like, I could look at what I saw on TV and be like, okay, this person is interesting because of this, this, and this. And at the time I was doing things like I did some stand-up comedy. I didn't, I didn't get as you did far stand up? as- You did stand-up? I did stand-up for a little bit. Are I you got, about to say you didn't get as far as me? Yeah, I, was, I didn't get as far as you, but I got into the part of where it's like, you know, you go to flappers and you and you perform five minutes. You know, you go to the two minute slot and then you go up to yeah. the five minute slot. Right. And, I, and then right when I was getting into the seven and ten minute, I was like, I don't like the process of going up on stage and kind of working out which which jokes are better. Because um, that's work. It's a work. And also it's like the process of the work, right? Like, do you love that process? If you're a real comedian, you I love do. that process. I don't love that process. Isn't it like writing music? Um, no, because I can go and I can get into an area and get into a space and work on it myself and impress myself. And then I don't really have to think about the audience. I just make it myself and then I create taste. It's like you're a tastemaker instead of like, I think that as a comedian, it's kind of like a lot of throwing stuff at the wall and getting immediate feedback to where like, I know that if I get the best guitar player in the world on my song, 
you, it's kind of, if you don't like this, you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. And in, 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 in comedy, it's more like subjectiveness and like, I, I think, think music is, is also, I, but, but it's probably cause you have more of a passion for music than you do for comedy. Yeah, I'm, yeah true. I, but I think I, I think that like when I watch comedy, I can tell when someone has like had, had that like crazy 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in front of an audience, just like not, doesn't matter where they are. They can like go riff into a, a side joke. They can go riff into crowd work. They can go riff into whatever. In music, you have one chance to show somebody a song and you can really go into the studio and, and make, you know, 12 versions of it and figure out what is the best version to you, make your taste how you want it, and then continue to put out stuff like that. Well, I mean, I think they're just, they're, they're different mediums. There's definitely simul similarities. Like I think that the coolest part about the similarities is like concepts in general, like premise I think premises are really cool. So we'll we'll uh, talk about that, but yeah, let's yeah. follow. So you you so you 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 quit college. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not. Where are you from? Um, I'm from L.A. You're born and raised. Yeah. So I lived in Palos Verdes, Ty Verdes. You yeah. know. So I lived oh. there for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your real name? Um, my real name is Tyler Cologne. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also a cool name. Yeah, but I think that for me, I kind of I don't really want it to with artistry. I don't really bring it to like myself. You know, I don't like. I don't know why. I just wanted to make a name just because I think that people will. I, I love the fact that you can tell people what you want to be called every single time. I've changed my name a bunch of times. Really? Know? Yeah. It used to be, it was Tyler Cologne. And then before Ty, Ty Verdes, it was Tyler Verdes for a little like tiny minute. Then it was like, before that, it was like Tyler Semicolon because my name Cologne, C-O-L-O-N is yeah. like Colon. Um, can we, can we on this podcast change your name? I mean, is there any way to? I mean, not, I mean, you have to kind of put some thought and premise in. <laughs> I'm I'll be thinking about it maybe by the end. Maybe by the end. Maybe by the end. You know, I might change my name again. Like the, people don't know that like that's a part of my thing is changing my name. So like I could be the new Diddy. Who knows? The new Diddy. Yeah. You Just know, not Diddy. Yeah, not Diddy because he's P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's changed his name a bunch of times. Viddy. Verdes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Viddy now. Yeah. T. T. Viddy. T. Viddy. That's my T. name. T. Viddy. We figured it out. We got name. it. Okay. So you come out here and you, or you come to LA, down to, up to LA. Yeah. 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 And you want to make a lot of money, but you don't want to work hard. Uh, ne not necessarily make money. I think that I just wanted to be self sufficient. I don't like making any decision based off of money. I just want to be able to do what, I, like, the reason why I get money is to do whatever i want I, I, there's a point where like the the money is controlling you and i don't like that point. okay so the goal was when you came down here to do whatever the fuck i want yeah okay so and what was the first like how to how so do you the get first, into a dating show exactly so basically i just um i had been posting like okay first of all be a model that was the thing just like look good i guess and i, I know i went through that too yeah you know what i'm saying that's no i do yeah exactly. exactly that's when i first came the first Year and a half, I was a supermodel, and that yeah, you be. Every, I think everyone moves into into LA and then become a supermodel the first day because it's like the first thing you do is just go outside and take pictures of yourself, and then maybe you make it, maybe you don't. It's really easy. Wait, you just decided to be a model? Did somebody tell you? I mean, you're a good-looking guy. What did somebody tell you or approach you to model, or I mean, you just sit, you looked in the mirror and went, "Shit, world's got to see this." I, I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of it is just because I have the confidence. If I see somebody doing something, I know that there's no way that they're they can be better at me than that if I try my entire all into a, into something, you know? So you started modeling? Yeah, because- how do, how do you get into that? Because I see other people and I'm like, oh, it's just pictures? All right, I can do that shit. Let me just 
take some pictures, you know? And I also was a, an athlete for a long time. I played with like, I know that a lot of people say, oh, I busted my knee, but I was on the court with people that are, were on NBA teams that are on NBA teams right now, like NBA All-Stars and people that play. Who did you and, play with? Uh, do you know Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Just, yeah. So I played with him in high school and I was in all those Nike leagues, Adidas leagues. I went to Under Armour. I did all that stuff. I was playing at a really high level. Um, but then were you when pursuing I, that? Did yeah. You? I, that was the first thing I was doing because um, I was a basketball player that You're was- six foot yeah i'm six foot uh seven and then I, I'll, sometimes i'll lie and say i'm six foot eight if i have my hair out you know <laughs> you lie about your height i mean i don't really need to i, I, I know I, why I, would somebody six foot seven want to say they're six foot eight like how does that get you into something that you weren't getting into at six foot uh seven i mean sometimes i lie and say i'm five two you know just because people ask and then i just want to mess with them you know so you're pursuing <laughs> you're in high school did yeah. you and did you go to college on a basketball scholarship um, I went to college, uh, on, no. So basically I had scholarships, but then I broke, I did the typical thing, broke my foot, broke my, uh, fifth metatarsal. And then after that, uh, it was either I had an offer to go to UC Irvine for like a five year, four year, five year deal for four years or something like that. Or I could go to, um, like shit, I, I could pay my way to go to like a, like a, I don't know if I had some test score thing where it was like oh if you take if you retake the sat and get this score you can go to these ivy league schools if you want to but they don't pay i wasn't one of the people that was going to get one of those scholarships um so then i was like okay i don't want to be spending money like this the easiest way to do it is just go to something that i actually believed into which was like entrepreneurship so i went to babson college um and my dad was really supportive of it supportive of it so he paid for it um and at babson college how they do it is they your classes are you start a business like you literally start a business so um they'll give 10 students uh five thousand dollars and you make something and you go through um like what we made as a group was like this collapsible coffee cup and i actually got in trouble when i was marketing it because i was like okay guys what if we like at the time tinder was really big and was popping so i was like what if we put tinder on this um I mean, what if we put a coffee cup on Tinder as like a person and gave it a personality and like, you know, students around because college students use Tinder and right. be marketing. I got in trouble for that idea. Why? Because the uh, because the, it's coffee. It should be on Grindr. This is why he's a professional, everybody. This is why he's a professional, everybody. But <laughs> but exactly. So the college didn't want to be associated with a dating app. The college didn't yeah. want to be associated with a dating app. But it's not like anybody knew about this. But shit if you're anyways. going to entrepreneurial school i think that's a very entrepreneurial idea you know engaging somebody else and collaborating with something even bigger than you are to get the mark didn't you get the the marks for that well no, no i got in trouble i got in trouble what's trouble what did like they do they, like they they stopped the class they stopped the entire project there's three groups of people and they said in, in like this big amphitheater like whoever is doing this you need to stop and i didn't raise my hand because i i ain't no snitch you know i'm not gonna snitch on myself but like is it um, a snitch if you don't tell on yourself or if you tell on yourself whatever it is i was not taking ownership of that because i was like first of all i'm a very much fuck college in general i was only there for, to play to play basketball fuck and, college uh, yeah, yeah exactly do you make t-shirts no but i think that's, that's a, a good t-shirt <laughs> fuck college um but yeah i'm always thinking merch uh, yeah i love that yeah. I, me, I mean me too and um, we could sell those t-shirts on tinder yeah exactly now you're there fuck college fuck college and then you change your name to college and <laughs> see exactly it works two ways this formula is unbeatable i know I so like go that. ahead so that you they took away the five thousand dollars and they took no away no no they no, they let me do it it's just that i had to take this shit off tinder so i mean did you make money um i 
I, I talked to the head of our group and I was like, I don't want to do anything. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, I'll just take a C or whatever you want to give me um, for the project. Because I just, I just was in a space where I didn't have the time to really care about two things at once. And I don't think anybody what in the was world- the, What were you thinking about? I was still trying to make it to the NBA after I broke up my foot. So oh. I like went, um, I was going and I was playing in the gym all the time. I was like really trying. And then once I started getting benched, because of seniority, which is how a lot of Division three schools work. Uh, Babson College is a Division three school. They play in the NEPSAC. Um, and I was at one of the best Division three colleges. The year after I left, they won the Division three national championship. And we had like this guy who was named, his name's Joey Flannery. Shout out to Joey. He's a you know great player. But he was the Division three national player of the year twice. Um, and I was playing behind him. And I think uh, I didn't have what it took to sit on the bench for two years before he left and then play after him. I just didn't have that time. I don't. I think time is really precious, and I don't I think you didn't have the patience. Not the time. You have the time. You're young. You just no, didn't have the patience. I, I just don't think I have the time. I really don't. Like, I think time, I think that everyone is lying to everybody and saying that 80 years is a long time or whatever the fuck the average No, years. I'm telling you, I'm an old guy. There's yeah. no time, but it's patience. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are waiting, but waiting, you realize, you're pretty smart. So <laughs> you, you decide that you can't wait. You leave college. Yeah. And are you doing music at the time? Uh, um, is it a side thing? I was, I, you're probably taking piano lessons as a kid. Yeah, or, yeah. I was taking piano lessons for 13 years. I took a little guitar, but I stopped. And then um, ukulele, I did ukulele for four years. And then, um, yeah, for me, it was all about just, you know. But that wasn't in your mind at the time as never, a career. That was never. just a hobby or were you yeah. forced to take lessons as a kid? Um, I mean, my parents did a lot of things that were, I think, really amazing. Um, they put me in piano lessons. I got, you know, tutoring. I was like, I, I was the type of kid that like, even though I didn't like college, I did like math. I don't like, I don't like the subjectiveness of like English, but I do like when things have a natural answer. Like I got all the way up to like, you know, college calculus and stuff like that. So that was, that was where I like, okay. Loved it. And were they supportive of you walking away from college? No, they hated it. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. Um, that's why I didn't did you have, have a money. plan when you walked away. When I had a plan, it Did was... Did you have a plan? You my, said, I'm leaving college, and here's what I'm going to do. I was going to sign up for junior college and wow. do... Um, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. I, I, the reason why I did that is because they were, like, lording the fact over... the Lording the... Lording over me the fact that they were paying for college because Babson is not cheap. That shit's like 60K, probably 70K now. And they were saying, like, you are not trying your best for the effort, and I agreed with them. So I was like, okay, this is not matching our goals. I need to go to junior college... And where the fucking tuition's five grand or whatever, and just take co college classes, maybe get into um, the program that takes you to USC after two years or UCLA right. or whatever, right. or UC Irvine, one of the UCs. So you're leaving a four-year program for a two-year program. Yep, exactly. And then after that, I was like, man, I don't even like junior college that much because I had to take these subjective classes where, like, I like I filled I fulfilled all my math requirements, but you have to take like history of art, history of English, history. I don't want to learn any of that. And when does it know? come in handy if that's not what you're going to do? Like, when do you use that? Again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not patient, right? I'm not patient and I don't want to put in that, you know, tedious. It feels like, um, it feels so like you leave. work. Yep, so, so I leave. you leave. Yeah. And the plan is, how'd you get on the dating show? Um, well, I started doing a lot of shows, reality TV shows. I oh, did, did. I did um, Jubilee, if you know what that is. That's I have no idea. Yeah, it's this YouTube series where they do like... Um, it was just basically me trying to get a platform, right? I went. I, that's what's I Jubilee. For, what do you do on Jubilee? Jubilee? Do you guys know Jubilee? The my guys, Jubilee, Kyle. Jubilee yeah. Media. It's like where it's like those social experiment videos where you do like um, where it's like a hundred people in a room and they like and they tell them like, okay, if you fuck a uh, hundred people in one room, yeah, and they, and they I would leave that room. <laughs> that alone is an, a social experiment. A hundred. That's a big room. Yes. Yes. Well. 
it, it'd be like, okay, 10 guys, one girl um, dates all the guys based on their music taste and they don't get to talk to them. They just have to play Based on music? Yeah. You're trying to get laid just with your guitar? No, I never did that. I never did that. You but just that's said you were a video. Jubilee. Yeah, but I did the video where it was like, okay, there's a sheet between you two. And, a sheet? Yeah, a sheet between you two, yes. Like and, Hasidic Jews. Do you know uh, Hasidic <laughs> Jews, when they have know. sex, they put a sheet with a, on top of the girl with a hole. So it was a Hasidic Jubilee. Whoa. Oh, Jubilee. Now I get it. It's a Jubilee. This, this man is so wild. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, no, but, so okay. There's a sheet between you two. So you can't see each other. Yeah, so you can't see. So basically you're dating people on your voice. And if you go like Jubilee 10v1, it was like 10v1 V series or whatever. Is I, this on YouTube right now? Yeah, it's on YouTube right now. I think. Um, what would we look up to know if it's you? You're not uh, on there. It's a different name. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But it's just, So based on your voice. Yeah, based on your voice. What would you say? A lot of people are listening to this. This is audio mm, too, besides yeah. watching on YouTube. Mm. What was your line to get the girl to date you through? the sheet i mean i wasn't really trying to get anyone to date me that's the thing you weren't you went to college but you didn't really try you went to junior college and you didn't really try yep i asked how you got on the dating show you go i didn't really want to do that mm -hmm. so the fact is america's got talent i didn't really want to be on the show you I didn't just, try did you try i did i tried to be on the show but it was like i was just trying to hear a yes that was all i was trying to hear because if i got a yes did we means, say no yes multiple times I, I tried four years in a row to get on America's Got Talent. Yes, I did. And they said no. Well, I kind of made it like a thing where it was like, it helped me practice my songwriting because I what would, did you What did you enter with? What did you tell so them? So I was going to be a, I, I entered as a singer and what I did was I went and after the first year of uh, not going into, um, like even when I was on uh, Are You The One, I'd still go back from Are You The One and still go back to AGT. Uh, yeah, AGT and audition because I wanted to hear some producer look at me sing and say yes. That's all I wanted because... What did um, you sing? A cover? Yeah, no, I sang my own original songs. Any one that's a hit right now? No, 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 no. This is back when I was... The thing is, there there's a reason why they said no. I was not good back then. You know, I would I would sing one song a year. I'd, I'd like make it my, okay, this is where I write a song this year and I try to get it going. And then I wouldn't practice my singing at all. I wouldn't practice my vocals or anything. I'd just go and I'd think I could get by on like whatever my half-assed, you know, three weeks of practice were, you know? So it was, you guys made the right decision for sure. I was booty cheeks, you know, I was not good, you know? So it was like- Booty cheeks. Yeah, exactly. I'm a judge. <laughs> I've never said that to somebody. I've never, I'm going to, can I use that? Yeah. When you go up and like, you are booty cheeks, get off my stage, you know? Booty cheeks <laughs> is ass. Yeah. But yeah. You're, you're ass. You're not good. Yeah. But a lot of people like booty cheeks. So that could be a positive. You know what? I think that whether you say it or not, you're going to get some fans. Booty cheeks. <laughs> yeah, booty cheeks. Okay, so you, you auditioned for AGT. You got on You Are The One. You won. You you said you scammed it. How did you scam it? Because when you go on Are What you season the one, were you? Uh, season six. Season six. Yeah. And your name on that show was? Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was just Tyler for a second on Are You The One. Yeah. So anyways, so how they do it on Are You The One is there's a lot of producers, right? Right. And how the, like, pretend this is a person, right? And this is a Melissa and what are, we, what are we looking at? What's this the Melissa? Mic, this, this, pretend this mic is Melissa, right? Okay, that and, mic is Melissa. Yeah, and um, you're for those Howie, that aren't watching on YouTube, he's pointing at a mic right next to him. That, that could be Melissa. Yeah, Jeremy, is there something? What? What do you, what do you, Jeremy? What are you signaling about? You'll get a shot of Melissa. Yeah, get a, get shot a of close Melissa. up of Melissa. Can we get a close up of Melissa? Yeah, this is this is yeah. Melissa right here. Right, and put on some as you, on that shot of Melissa. <laughs> if you could put some like sexy music or something that really tells us hey yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a hot 
This is a hot girl right here. That's a hot girl right there. Yeah. And the way you're handling her, you really <laughs> are confident. I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to frame her in the right perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. so what they do on these shows, and maybe you know this too, it's because technically it's all reality shows. They'll be like, Melissa, Howie's been talking shit about you. What are you gonna do with that? This is national TV. You're gonna let someone defame your image like that? And you might have said nothing. I know you said nothing. But you get a reaction out of this person who is young, drunk, and doesn't have a lot of uh, experience being on TV, so they don't know the infinite uh, impact of their image being put on, you know, the internet or the the waves of TV. I knew what was going to happen. And also, you can, uh, no offense, but it's like you know the people that are control don't, that. Don't hang on to it. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> No, it's just a, there's a family. I, I think I got a family audience, and the way you're holding her, it's just really uncomfortable. <laughs> Melissa, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it was just like that. It was like I didn't want other people in control of my image like that. Would they give you alcohol? They give you alcohol every single night. Did you drink? No, I didn't drink. That's another thing. I didn't drink. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't... Um, where they did they try okay so but isn't the idea of that show where they've done some sort of experiment not experiment uh beforehand they've talked to all of you and you have there is somebody that is the most compatible and you have to match the person yeah. you're compatible with yeah but i was lying the entire time i was like oh yeah i'm i'm this i'm this type of way. i was like accentuating parts of my personality so they would pick me you know and there's other people on the show that do that too like um there was this one guy that literally did nothing. And like some people, some contestants that are like more grounded, I think, they'll literally get into the house and go into the bathroom and start crying because they don't understand what they've signed up for. You know, like because when you go into a place and it's like 20 p new people and so you played the game exactly so i played the game but i didn't play the game i just like what would happen you played with, them <laughs> yeah yeah well it, the thing is they played me too they made me look not great in some light but i needed money at the time so i was like okay whatever whatever i get negative like press whatever it's like i don't I, one of my ethos is, is is like i don't give a fuck about what people think about me as long as i'm moving forward so when i you're like a motivational speaker for the for young people. I think you are, right? Don't you think so? Well, I mean, I don't give a shit as long as I'm moving forward, Mr. Tinder Cups. Yeah, exactly, Mr. Tinder. Honestly, Does put that, that on a shirt. Put I, that on a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Tinder Cup says fuck college. Yep, Mr. Tinder Cup says fuck college. Mr. Are you the one says fuck college? Mr. You know, is that double... a song? That could be a song. Yeah, yeah. So you won, and by winning, what does that mean? You you um you found the person that they thought was most compatible with you. Yeah, you found the person. In, I don't know if it's really fake or not. What the the, the all Did I know is. Did you ever date her? Did you actually no, go out with her? The, she was having sex with the person that another person in the house the entire time. It's all fake. All, of it, all I mean for for me, I, anybody that I had a relationship on the show with was fake. If some people that were really trying to find love or relationship on reality TV, I question their motives in IQ a little bit because I don't understand how that <laughs> yeah, they can come to that, you know what I'm saying? I always see that like on The Bachelor or something. They always yeah. go, I, I don't think he's here for the right reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. No shit, it's on That's TV. That's where you're going to find <laughs> exactly. your, your soulmate is on national TV. Exactly. But did you get, uh, did you get, uh, so how many women on that show did you sleep with? None of, that was another thing. I told, before I went on, this is why I'm saying I scammed it is because I didn't drink, I didn't have sex. All I did was when things happened, it would cut to me and I'd go, whoa, that's crazy. And then, or like, that's wild. I was like the that's wild commentary guy. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. That was it. And you got $50,000 for that. Yes. Well, the thing is, there was like seven rounds of casting. You still had to do a lot of interviews, but the things, inter interviews don't phase me. I can talk to anybody. That's another thing. Like, well, you're a really good speaker. So yeah. you, got, you got that 50 grand. The show's mm -hmm. over. Next step. Uh, next step. 
Yeah, I would just go to are you um AGT. I I literally was trying and, out and for we that. said no. You guys said no, like that was a yearly thing. Do you, do I you did. remember the song that you uh Um no, it do was bad. You have bad. the guitar here? It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. It's I, here, I don't here. know it, but we have the guitar. Yeah. Um Oh, you don't know it? No, because it was that bad. I just forgot it. So then you decided music. Well, I was doing that. I was being an extra in music videos. That's when I was doing stand-up comedy. It was like I had the money, but the, all the money allowed me to do was just try different things. So Are you an trying. extra in a big, well-known video? Um, do you know the song, Feeling Good? Yeah. Like I should. I'm an extra in that video. It surfaces. I actually collaborated with them in a song uh, called You did? Sheesh. Yeah. Now, on your album? On, oh, no, not on my album. We just did a song together. But it, Is I did it that. on their album? Um, yeah, it's on their album. Yeah. Wow. Here, hand it to her. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? So that's, uh, wait, so that's a feeling good? You're in that video? Yes. We, um, we should pull up the still of that so that we can see you. It's, not, it's, it's really quick, really quick, um, <laughs> uh, like bits and pieces. I was also in um, Top Gun, Top Gun, whatever. The new movie? The yeah, new I, was a, video? I wasn't in, in it, but I was a stand-in. So like the the tall black guy, I forget his name, uh, the dude from Insecure, I would stand in his spot and as they would go through rehearsals of the shots, right? You yeah. Know, you've been on, um, the I, lighting I was, was on for you. Yeah, the lighting The lighting and the angles were based on you even though he was in the movie. Exactly. And also, I got to meet Tom Cruise and see his, uh, you know, him ride up in his, you know, his motorcycle. It was crazy. Did you talk to him? Uh, yeah, I talked to him and I was like, dude, respect what you're doing. He's like, yeah, and probably didn't understand but it doesn't yeah, matter it doesn't matter did you mention matter. the tinder cups to him i wish i did i wish you did too. would have invested you would have. <laughs> so so uh this is my entree to you was i thought and it might be just the the scam of it all i saw you just sitting around the house in or the apartment in on tiktok mm -hmm. and you look like this uh freshly minted college kid who was just writing even your music for me, I love your music, but mm -hmm. it sounds it sounds very real. You know, you're yeah. just talking about things that are happening in your life, yeah. and you have this easy kind of flow that just mm -hmm. it's almost like. And that's why I thought at the beginning of this conversation when we were talking about comedy, mm -hmm. I feel like you know, comedy is really a rhythm, mm -hmm. and comedy is finding your rhythm. You know, I, I think comedy and music are very, very close. They are. Um, the difference is, you know, the same. Uh, the, the the comparison is, we sit around and have a thought and kind of put it together in our heads and then we have to go and stand in front of an audience and elicit you know a response every 3 yeah. seconds whereas you could put your thoughts down repeat the same thought four or five times and mm. wait for the end of the song to find out whether somebody's going to click on it again share it or applaud yeah yeah but it's kind of the same thing the mm. first the first one that hit on TikTok and I I uh I commented, and you commented back. Yes, you told me like, your mom is a fan. Yes, or I, I think so. I think I, I don't know. This this is like two years ago, and yeah. I was responding to every single person. Oh shit! So, no, no. But no, when I, I saw you, me. no, 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 no. But no. like, but you, here's you, here's a really you, know, you bullshitted uh, here, the yeah. one and only. You bullshit all these other people, and me. You got to be honest with them. Just kill my feelings. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Here's the thing. I'm just saying, for marketing perspective, I was also responding to every single person that commented on my videos because Gary V told me to. And then when I saw you, I was like, <laughs> "This is working." V. Exactly. I follow him too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but the first song that you clicked on the, that I clicked on was what? What was the first song that you that probably blew heard up on? Stuck in the middle. Maybe. Yeah. Stuck yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just seemed like it was so easy to listen to and made so much sense and mm -hmm. seemed so effortless. Mm -hmm. 
You probably did you work on it a long time? No, I didn't work for that long. I worked on it. I think I wrote that song in like two hours, and then my, it was right after I had a conversation with my brother. How do you make money without working hard? Exactly. Two hours. You're talking to your brother. Go ahead. I was talking to my brother, and he was like, "You have to write song." Not, not, he wasn't like, "You have to," but it's like, because I, I was making music before that. I had made six songs previously that weren't good. I'd made music with my friends, and it was not going anywhere specific. But <clears throat> when he talked to me, he was like, "You need your lyrics are just not like." He was pushing me on my lyrics. Like you have to say things that Is people. Is he in want. music? Um, no, he's not, but he's my brother and gives me honest feedback. And I think that's the most, like you probably know as a comedian, honest feedback is the thing that kind of pushes everybody forward. Um, and he would give me honest feedback and he would say like, your, your, your words don't make me want to listen or like, what's next? Like, like, yes. And you know, like that type of thought right. process when you're writing lyrics. So it was like, okay, what's something that I'm going through right now? She's like, she said, you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got hoes. What is the rest of that story? People want to know what the rest of that story Did is. Did somebody say that to you? Yes. You know? Didn't you tell her and, you didn't have sex with anybody on the show? I mean, that's just different. <laughs> Those are different things, you know what I'm saying? I'm putting like, them together. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the puzzle piece, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was basically like me um, trying to be... So to play the, 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 pick to up play the guitar the, and just... Yeah. But, but just say so this, at the same time. So you're thinking of that you had that one line. So I didn't... The thing is, I also... Another internet thing is I didn't... Um, I didn't play the instruments on this, you know. I found it like Lil Nas X did when he found Old Town Road. He was on the internet searching through beats on YouTube and that dum, 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 whatever that beat is, he found that and just used it, recorded his voice over it. And like, I did the same thing. I found this whatever. That, that um, little bass line that goes in the front of the song. Right. I heard that and I was like, that's money. That's, that's great. That you just know? that just lives alone on the internet. Or lives alone on the a, internet. That's called a stem, right? Or that's Live, a yes. It's like producers will put their stuff on the internet, hoping that people will use it, or they'll sell it um, without having somebody own it, and and they'll like rent it out. They'll rent out their beats for money. But if you are if you're a big enough artist, you can buy the beat and have it for exclusivity, right? So you hear that beat. I hear that beat on YouTube and for you two thousand. Yeah, for two thousand view. It had two thousand views on it, and that's how I mean that like. Music is accessible to everyone. You just have to have an internet connection and really try, you know? So you just, what did you click on to find that? You just said, I want to... Well, I was searching on the internet, like, different types of, like, band. Like, if there were... A lot of people at the time were making, like, trap beats or hip-hop hip stuff. Like, right. But I wanted to find something that was more, like, uh, indie music type of vibe. I was into indie music at the time. So when... Um, I searched, I was like, is anyone making it? And not a lot of people were, but this one guy, he, he lives in France. His name is Red Mosque and he's awesome. Um, and yeah, I just loved his stuff. I still, you know, work with him now. Do you work with him? Mm -hmm. So when you do that and you put the line to it, do you have to pay him for that? Yes. What kind of money is that to pay, to pay him? Um, so he's not a well-known yeah, produced. So, so there's two different types, right? If you don't buy the exclusivity rights, it's like $200 and you can do whatever. But if it gets a certain amount of streams, you have to start like ramping up the amount of um, pay that you give. But you didn't know that. So you gave him $200 or did yeah, you just- Yeah, so I gave him $200 in the beginning just to-, uh, just to And you had that one line. Oh no, I had the entire thing. I like um, stuck in the middle of lovers and friends and losing it. I want to hear the writing process. I'm the, fascinated. So basically, it was like, like the, the the whole point of this song was that like when I went and made it, it was so natural, 
And that's what it sounds like. I mean, as somebody who doesn't like really having know music, a conversation, I find all your music like that. You yeah. are like a, but you're a singer and an amazing singer and an amazing performer. And uh, but it seems like, as somebody who do, who can't even carry a tune, so effortless. I and think, I'm sure you put a lot. Well, maybe you don't put a lot of effort. Well, in. I put a lot of effort into making it sound effortless because I think there's a lot of music that I listen to where it's like I would not say that ever. You know, like you know, if you hear a song and you would never say the lyric, it's not going to be your favorite song for sure. That's so, you know so, but you started, you said with that one line, you could put that mic, maybe if he puts that mic near the guitar, should he do that? Oh, are you guys ready? The, yeah, the other one? Well, I'm just, uh, so, so we're talking, just the second mic, right? What's, what's her name again? Melissa, we called her. Melissa. Put Melissa down by your guitar. Okay, Melissa. But there like with go. all my, with all my songs, it's, it's kind of like, uh, she said, you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got home. I said, you don't know me like that. I just go with the flow. She said, you can't fool me like that. You're going to leave me on red. Yeah, I said, why don't you try me on out? I know you want to be friends. But friends. Turn in sleepovers, and sleepovers turn into love. Love turns into jealousy, and now we both fucked up. You know, like, it's just a conversation. That's amazing. That is right? so fucking amazing. You're yeah. like a poet, a comedian, an actor, <laughs> a model, and it all comes through in one song. Is, and is that all based on... My You're real life. Yeah, I yeah. mean, every song that I've ever written, I've experienced, and I think that people can hear that in my music because I'm trying to like convey my perspective and like get people to know me as an artist. You know. Well, uh, I'm telling you, you're blowing up like huge. You really are. Mm -hmm. it, and and so that's the first one that that's the one you put up, and within the first day, you had like eighty thousand clicks on, right? Yeah, I, it that was the first time that I experienced virality too. I had seen it. I was also a child of the internet. I watched. Um, Justin Bieber as he was Kid Rahul on YouTube and turning into Justin Bieber. Right. I, I watched Shawn Mendes from Vine turn into Shawn Mendes. I watched DJ Khaled from Snapchat turn into DJ Khaled. And then when I saw TikTok come around and I saw Gary Vee posting like, okay, if you're an artist, this is where the new shit is. And I was like, and my brother said the same thing. I was like, dude, you got to do the TikTok thing. I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I did it. And because I had experience, I had made it my own podcast. Like I've made a podcast like this. I had uh, been in front of cameras. I had been in front of like, I was on set with like Tom Cruise. I, I had the personability, person, yeah, personability. Person, personality. Personality to be on, um, uh, to be on camera. So it was like, I had video edi editing still, uh, skills and I knew how to edit myself. Like there's a lot of people that go on TikTok and they, don't hold eye contact with the camera or they don't feel easy or you can you can see that they're kind of like induce cringe worthy emotions in the audience and i was very very particular of my image on the internet so like when you see me in those old videos in the car i'm like holding eye contact every single one of the lyrics that i put on the so for people yeah. that don't know just to just to catch my audience up I, that's another thing i see you in the underground garage just sitting yeah. in your guitar yeah. just sitting in your car 
singing these songs. And I thought, you know, I don't even know if this guy's a professional musician yet. Yeah, exactly. You know, but he's it, it, somebody needs to sign him. Mm. Somebody needs to take this because this is really, really exciting. And I always felt like, mm-hmm. and, and that's, I think, your brand. You have this backstage pass mm. to what you're doing and who you are. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you went on that festival, I said, you know, you said something like, uh, you know, two weeks ago I was in the underground garage, and now mm-hmm. I'm on this stage in front of yes. these thousands of people. What festival was that? Um, it was Lollapalooza. My first show ever was in front of thirty thousand people. Yeah, what a way to break. Yeah, in. yeah, and I, I had done like a small show, like a, a small DIY show with like a guy guitar player, and it was like twelve people on a beach. But that wasn't really a show. It didn't have a band. It didn't have like you know the lights or whatever. It didn't have the crowd. But after that, I went from like twelve people to you know thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. And if we're saying like in that guitar, I mean, in that guitar, in that car, car, that's where I practiced for six months every single day on my singing voice, because like I said, I wasn't practicing. Why in the car? It was the only place I could go. I was living in a living room at the time. Oh, we're, we're, we'll talk about after the show, right? So a lot of people after that Are You The One show, they, you know, spend it on like Gucci or they went to the club. I've been to the club less than 20 times in my life. I look at a lot of things as like, athlete like I, I know what it's like to be something special because I've seen NBA players be special I've seen those processes so when I look at music it's like I know what it takes to be special like I've seen like the comedians that I've seen make it out of the scene really put in the process and are really grinding they go to those open mics every single day I know what it takes to be special because I've seen it in very in various different um Forms. You know, forms, you know, even podcasting. Like I saw Logan Paul do his first po- podcast and now it's the number one in the, in the world. Right. Because I saw how much he, you know, the production of it put like you right now, you're putting production to my, my, my production. Logan does like, it when he was in town before exactly. he built it. He did it here in this room. Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the production, investing in like in collaborating, networking with people like right. all that stuff. Um, and that's why I put the time and the hours in that car was like, I know there's like a certain type of magic dust that people say, listen to music in your car. It hits differently when you listen to music in your car. Like that's another thing that people say. Um, so it was kind of like a collaboration of me doing the, doing something that I loved at the same time as a social media thing was blowing up that I was happened to be good at, you know? Did you start, how, how long did it take before? By the way, do you have water? I need water. We got water? Yeah, let's go. Let's get some water. You can have, do you guys want water too? Three? Hell yeah. Yeah, three waters in three here. Three waters. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who are these guys? Who's, um, Who's that? So this is content right here, and this is tour manager right here. So I'm oh, just, and isn't it weird that yeah. they have names that actually match I know, but I, but I know, but I want to explain the jobs really quick. Oh, okay. 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 Hi, content. Okay. okay. So, so basically, I have content because I think that um, as an artist, you need content to give context. Like you said, that backdoor patch this is Brandon, by the way. Brandon, um, Brandon Scott, is doing Scott. content. Yeah, Scott, Scott is the tour manager. Yeah, yes. But but I have content because it's really important to show people who you are as an artist or they will not buy in. As a tour manager, it's really important to have a good tour manager because if you're on tour and you're unhappy, that shit will burn you out so you can't be creative and stuff like that. I'm trying to give advice right now like I know shit, but I think I do. I really do. I think I know. I like your confidence. Right. You do know stuff. This is my tour manager. Thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This is Rich. Rich and I have been working together for like 30 years. Mm. And he came off, you know what tour he came off before, right before he joined me? What's up? You did the Dangerous Tour, Michael Jackson's Danger. That Dangerous. shit, that is crazy. He was, wow, that's yeah, wild. Yeah. That's so yeah. fucking crazy. And then can you imagine going from Michael Jackson to me? It was hell. I don't know <laughs> how he was able to uh, keep up with that. Wow. But anyway, but you do know a lot beyond your years and beyond your time in this business. 
so that that song hits. That was the first one, Stuck in the Middle. Yeah, hits. so that was actually, that song hits three years after I was on Are You The One, yeah. right? So people kind of for, were forgetting about it. Like I had followers from the show that were like looking for content from the show. Like I'd get DMs asking like where my match was and stuff like that. Um, and she's and, right here. You're playing your guitar yeah, exactly. into her. Yeah, exactly. I'm playing guitar into her. Um, but... Yeah, it was just a process of me going through those ups and downs and me singing every single day and then COVID hits. And that's another thing that we have to talk about is that like other artists stopped releasing music and Black Lives Matter happened because it that really took away the power that mainstream artists had. Because if you're, I don't know, Ariana Grande or Sam Smith and you put out a song and you're promoting your new song while all these social issues were happening, it didn't seem like a very like, you know socially conscious conscious thing to do but startup businesses aka me if you look at it like that people were like oh this guy's just trying it's like it's, it's hard times for everybody it's like it's it, it was very it was very relatable it wasn't like i was like singing in my mansion right you right. know um and then after that you know i did the i don't want to tell my mom i smoked this weed I don't want to tell my dad he'll call me weak. I don't want to be the blackest of the sheep. It's in their car every single week. I don't want to say. Sometimes I do drugs. Not hard ones. Just ones that change my mind up. Drugs can't find us. If you think I'm going, I'm just doing drugs. Yeah, so basically, That's those first great. two songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and those, do you smoke weed? Um, the first time I smoked weed was in college. I'm not even like the biggest stoner, but like it kind of tells the story of like me realizing that after I played, after I didn't want to play in the NBA anymore, I was like, okay, I guess I can try weed. Are you answering honestly or are you talking to me like you talked, like you explained it to your parents? I'm answering completely honestly. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't, I mean, I smoke weed now. I smoke weed now, but like back in the day, I was like having issues about like what is good and what is wrong. And I think a lot of people that are young have that thing anyways first those first two songs both of those gold ri certified you know um and and, and you're putting them on on uh on uh tiktok spotify. and yeah. spotify yeah. do what can you make money when it, you don't have like a label or anything yeah well right after um, you let drop something your water, water? Yeah. right there right um, under uh, your girl yeah <laughs> but right after i dropped suck in the middle the industry right on it they have this thing um um what are the what are the um, homes that do TV ratings? What are they called? Nielsen. Yeah. I think uh, labels have this like Nielsen programming where if anything on the internet is getting a certain amount of buzz, right. then pops up, right? And then right. they can call whatever and they can figure out who it is. And then so I was getting the, those who, calls. Who called you? Um, so I had this guy named Ryan uh, Chisholm and he was with this brand, came work, a brand called Work of Art Management who manages Mike Posner and Trevor Daniel. And I looked at those people and I saw... A billion streams for both of those people and i was like this person has been through it all if you've been through these um is that the first guy that called first guy yeah wow. um and then after that it was you know let's figure out what the labels are offering you know and that was when i first got introduced to the industry how things worked what like how much you need a lawyer, how much you need um, to know what your artist project is before you get into um, you know these projects. So that's when I got into the industry right after the first song, and then the, and then um, I wrote drugs after that, um, and it kept the momentum going. Uh, a really song called Bad Bad News. We'd have some cute kids, and then I did you know. Um, well, I like Bad Bad News. We'd have bad to. No- oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. like. Uh, 
And, and I remember you, you explaining that as far as uh, that's what's going on in your head when you look and see some hot-looking lady coming toward you. Oh, no, we would have some... Yeah, I've seen your face and we would have some cute kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Um, Don't look at me like that when you say that. <laughs> but, so, yeah. those, so those blew up. He calls you. He says, I want to manage you, or does he say, I want to produce me. for you? Manage me, manage me. So I needed a manager. I'm also like, even though I dropped out of business school, I, don't, I think you just have to look at your own business and say, what do you need? And I definitely need someone to manage You know what I am doing, right? So he was managing me. He set up um you know producer sessions he set up like producer sessions so he would put you with a producer yeah put me with producers and the producer that i got introduced to was the guy named adam friedman who i co-produced my first album with and who i made drugs with this this loop is him he made this loop and then i was the one who was like i don't want to tell my mom i smoked this weed Wait, he made the loop? He's he's a producer, but he's also a musician? Yeah, yeah. He, a lot of producers are musicians. They specialize in either guitar, drums, or something, or a mixture of things. Um, but like when we were talking to each other, it was like a really cool um, relationship because he was another guy who believes in honest feedback. A lot of people in the music industry, there's not a lot of honest feedback going on. You know, like, and I can tell from, you know, if you listen to a song and you're like, I don't know if this is, this, I don't, this doesn't feel cool. It's probably because there wasn't a lot of honest feedback in the room. Like, hey, maybe you got, maybe we shouldn't make it this weird melody or say this weird thing that feels very of the times and it doesn't feel timeless. Like, a lot of that is just like a, a quick grab for maybe it goes viral and it's a hit. Now it's money, you know. So he gave you this loop. Yeah, he gave me this loop, and uh, yeah, it was basically like uh, he didn't really give me a loop. We were making it in the room together, like all the things we made in the room together. How long does that take? Uh, it makes like uh, we made drugs and maybe like. A day and then we like refined it yeah and then when does it from that day when do when does the world hear it the, after that it takes oh sh we we promoted stuck in the middle so hard it when you took, say promoted what did you do i made so many videos i made like 80 videos to stuck in the middle on tiktok that's why you probably saw me is because i was like documenting my me leaving my job i quit my job i was working at verizon, verizon. At the time. Yeah, yeah exactly i saw that on yeah TikTok. exactly um yeah and so when when stuck in the middle is is getting all these streams, I don't know what is. It, can you are you making big money right away? How fast does it take for money to come in? Because I, I what I've been reading about is mm -hmm. artists are not thrilled, and I'm not putting you in a position to say mm -hmm. anything with Spotify or that. But it's a tough it's tough to make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, you just have to know where you're going to get your money from and how to get your money and what to spend it on. I think is it mostly live. Mostly live, but also like it's not, it's whatever you want it to be. I think that, you know, the industry can take advantage of an artist because a lot of artists don't want to look into the business of anything. That's why, that's why artists have this commentary of like, oh, the business took advantage of me. Uh, I mean, not the business, but the industry took advantage of me. It's because they've never, it's like, it's so like, give me any, rather than just talking blankly, yeah. give me, what is the, what piece of advice would you give a young person who has an idea for a song and they they put it up and then it hits and somebody calls them. What's the major thing that you? I own all my masters and all my publishing, and I'd say never give that up. So, uh, Mr. Friedman doesn't have a piece of that. No. What how producers work is, um, you pay them a 
like a fee, like you pay them, like uh, whatever their producer fee is, it could be like from five grand to 20 grand. If it's a guy who's made a lot of hits, it could be 40 grand, it could be 50 grand, right? And you're um, paying 40 grand for what? What does that person For do? the production, basically every, it's like studio time, the equipment you're using, the t- it's like that, that is how, you know, a lot of these deals are done. Any, every artist, doesn't matter if you're Demi Lovato, doesn't matter if you're me, you're paying a producer that fee. You're saying for studio time, do you really need a studio? Like, I mean, can't you just... Studio time is like if I went over to his studio and the fact that he has this equipment that he is professional at, I have to pay for the fact that I'm even putting stuff on his DAW because he's curated his sound in that way. It's kind of like, you know, like you don't pay somebody, uh, the fee isn't reflective of the time you put in. The fee is reflective of what the work they've done in the past, you know? Like that type of thing. So you own all the publishing and you own all that. So, yeah. and, and I think the next thing is I read with these catalogs is people can take your music. Has anybody done this yet? Because it's relatively new and used it in a movie or a television show or re-recorded it and made it mm. the, trying to made it, make it their own or sampled it. Has that happened yet? Yeah, so my music has been in commercials. It's on uh, Monday, ni- Monday Night Football. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, it's been in uh, movies, uh, like uh, this Netflix co- movie called Man on Toronto with Kevin Hart. It's like the end credit song. I've just made a, a song for that. Um, and a lot of the industry is, you know, deciding what you want to be, you know, take part in. And I think I wanted to try everything just so I know what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. You what know? do you want to do? I want to make art. And I think that was lost in translation in the beginning of my artist project. And I think relatability took the helm of what my artist project was in the beginning where it's like, Oh, you saw me and you're like, Oh, I relate to this guy. But in reality, like, I'm not that much of a relatable person. Like, yes, I, I understand what uh, is happening around me. And like, yes, you can relate to my experience and stuff like that. But like, I have a, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like a lot of the people that make it in the industry, they're privileged. You know, like I have this business acumen behind me, backing me. There's a reason why I have, I, I can play in front of a thousand people now and got off of, you know, the internet. Some artists can't play in front of a hundred, you know, some artists. But you're still playing on the internet, on the internet. Yeah. I'm still playing on the internet because I know what promotion is, you know, supposed to be for. What it was. So what, tell me about your family. What do your parents do? Uh, my dad owns a car dealership in Washington and my mom is a stay at home mom, but she also used to work. She used to do taxes and she's a substitute teacher and stuff like that. Wonderful. And your brother, is it just one sibling? Yeah. One sibling. And he works up at that dealership too. Okay. Yeah. So he's older, uh, younger than me. Younger than you. Yeah. Does he, did he aspire because he seemed to give you input into your art. Does he aspire to be an artist? No, he just, he just wants money, which is great. (laughs) Really? So cars, I think there's a future in cars. Well, I mean the, the richest person in your neighborhood is probably a car dealer. Yeah. In a lot of places. Yeah. 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 So your dad does really well. Did you grow up with money? Well, no, the thing is, it's like, the, the amount of black car dealers in the world is very small. Like, guess how many Mercedes Benz car dealers there are that are black? Guess. Just give me a random number. In in where? In, in in America. In all of America. All of America. Is there fifty? Four. There's only four. Yeah. Owned dealerships. Owned by black people. Yeah. So it's like, yes. Is you, that what your dad does? Mercedes? No, no, he does Toyota. But like those premium stuff, it's really hard to get in there, man. Like it's really hard, especially with the way that society set up. So when you have um, a, a man who's trying to like be an entrepreneur, that's what I have in me, in my DNA. Not a lot of people can relate to that. Somebody who's broken into that industry and like the type of ta- conversations that we were having at home, 
there's a reason why I got off. There's a, there's a reason why I'm here right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why I don't think anyone is better than me is that is because of my family and the way of the, the, the ethos, you know what I'm saying? Of like saying like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Like if you try, we have given you the tools and the abilities to compete with anybody and everybody at wow. the same time. They got to be proud. Are they? Are you close yeah, with your... Yeah. I mean, I think that it's impossible not to be um, when you're, when you put a lot of time into something, it's like, of course you're going to be proud of the thing, you know? Which of your songs is the biggest hit? Is the most... Oh, uh, the song, A-OK. A-OK. I love that. Can you play for us? And then... The reason why it went viral is because I'm literally just yelling in my car at you. It's like, living in the big blue world, from my head up in outer space. I know I'll be a-okay. I know I'll be a-okay. When I see trouble come my way, I'll be making them a day. I know I'll be a-okay. I know I'll be a-okay. That's amazing. Do you find now that you've had these, I think it's like three or four massive hits, do you feel added pressure now to follow it up and beat whatever you've done before? No, because I think a hit is relative, right? Like I'm going to have things that people would consider a hit. Like in two years, I'll have, you know, six plaques, you know, and ALK will be double, double platinum. And I think that when you have um, that type of perspective on success, it makes me feel like I've already done a lot of the things that other people aspire to. That's why it's, I think it's art like I'm really trying to go for. Like when you look, when I look at this thing behind you, mm-hmm. I really consider that art because it I is. worked really hard on it, you know? On the album or the cover or and on all everything. of it? Yeah. I, do, I do the merch. I do the cover art. I do the music. What I do you mean you production. do the cover art? I you, make you, the cover art, yes. You design that? Yeah, I design this. I have a creative director. director her name is Bianca Nickdow, and we work together on these cover arts, and we fucking kill it. Yeah. So what, did you, what, what was the verbal instruction for what you were looking for for this cover art? I think a lot of um, creative process comes down to 90% editing and 10% process, so like in creation. So it's like if you have something we just did a shoot and i was like okay what is this album about the second album is about love and i just you know it's very obvious with that you know smoke heart. heart but like what can you not do with love it's like sometimes it's like right out of your reach even if i grab that heart you know i'd still fall why am i reaching for something that's not well that's there? pretty that's pretty amazing yeah you know so i didn't know to me it was just a just a picture for a cover but when you kind of describe it it's even more interesting there's so many layers and how do you the uh, how do you um, communicate that to your your following? Or you don't have to. You just you have you need your own story. Yeah, it's it's. I, I really struggle with it just because I think that like if I tell you the end answer, it's like is it art anymore? I just told you your inter- interpretation. If you have your own interpretation of what it was, like even if you just thought it was like a picture, it's just like that's your interpretation. Some people might look really deep into it, you know. And I think that's. But the doesn't of everybody it. care it's, when it comes to music specifically? You know, I wonder what the meaning is. I wonder who that girl's name is. I wonder what happened to him. You might care, but there's a there's you know you know who doesn't care. No. Um, Karen in Kansas. She goes to the Walmart and she listens to the radio and she goes home and she's you know probably forty years old and she likes music and she just you know doesn't like my mom is that Karen you know she doesn't care about music at all you know she really doesn't she doesn't care about music at all like if I I'll what tell about her, your music she doesn't care she stopped listening to, she stopped listening to the first album like you know like six months after she's like you know that's just you got to make another one you know what I'm saying and I'm the same way you got to make another thing you know like I think that 
having that type of relationship with music is a good thing because it's not like you can sit on your haunches and be like, okay, I'm done. You know, it's like, just keep making stuff. You know, that's a whole point. I like your attitude, but I, I don't understand those Karens as you talk, as you You don't describe. understand? No, because I think that I feel like uh, even though you're singing and you're playing, I feel like when I listen to the radio or I listen to music uh -huh. that you're like comedy, you're talking to me. You know, I just yeah. know even in comedy, people come up and they, they like that bit I did, but they have to believe that what I'm talking about is an actual experience. Yes. And it's my view of that experience. Yes. And maybe my view is kind of a lilted, funny, weird view mm -hmm. of an experience. Your view is a rhythmic, beautiful, soulful view of, of a real life experience. And yeah, whether yeah, that's yeah. your relationships or whether that's your life right now, or whether mm -hmm. you're just okay, or you just mm -hmm. do the, uh, the drugs that nobody should really worry about. Yeah, exactly. I think that for me, that's the reason why I broke through into that. Like how you get into the radio, do you know how uh, radio works in terms of how they put songs on the radio? Like how I, how, which I think is like, I don't know, man. I think that a lot of things happen in the industry that people just don't even understand what really happened. It's like, I was a person that didn't have any connections to the music industry. Right. And I got on the radio and I wasn't the only one. Curtis Waters with the song, song, song Ice on My Neck, That's Incoming. I'm right. a Pretty Boy, I'm Stunning. Uh, Salem Elise, Mad at Disney. Um, Claire Rosencrantz, Backyard Boy. A lot of these songs that went really big on TikTok transitioned to car wash radio you know what i'm saying like you, you hear it to mall radio the, the, the radio that you hear everywhere and how they do that is through familiarity and they do tests and they call people and they say like okay do you like this song all right cool um are you tired of this song okay cool and do you want to hear this song again you know like and if you have a lot of people saying i'm tired of the song it's called burn right and when you have burn that's how things start to drop off but if someone says, oh, you want to hear the song again, then it goes up the chart. So with AOK, -okay, it was during coronavirus. Everybody was like trying to feel something, right? And I think that song had feel in it. And that's why um, people, you know, I think it got up to number 12 on, you know, top 40 radio, which is great accomplishment. And I think that like... Is that something you strive for now? Because I, I personally don't really listen to radio anymore. I stream yeah. my music. I don't know. And even in my car, I don't turn on... I'm an old guy, but I used to listen to the radio, you know, on the way to work. I don't listen to the radio. So as a young uh, musician, yeah. is that, do you strive for radio play? I don't, I didn't understand what the music industry was when I first got into the industry. So when I was talking to everybody, I was like, I'm going to make this thing the biggest in the world. And I didn't really give anybody context on what that was. Now I understand that my ethos is in my experience translating into art and when we do have big moments making it very efficient on how we capitalize on those moments so do i want a radio hit to happen not really but if it does happen like not not really i'd yes you want it to happen but you have to do it through the lens of my creative through my decision because when you go into these uh label meetings and you have a bunch of songs they are going to be like we like this song the most are you going to listen to that person if it's something that you made, but you have to curate your own experience, right? If you listen to that person and that song goes on the radio and now you're on the radio and singing a song that you don't like, why do you think so many artists burn out? You know, like because they're singing music that wasn't curated by them. How often are you writing? Often. often. You write every, every day? Not anymore because I'm on tour, um, which is I'm upset about, but 
you know, upset about being on tour, being in front. Uh, I get that more than being on radio that you want to be in front of people live. Are are you enjoying it? uh, Tour is also something that you need to curate. Um, When you think about an experience, um, my new lawyer told me that the weekend never played in uh, specific cities. He played in he played in, uh, you know, Chicago and New York at the beginning of his career because you have to invest in your show and give people an experience that you um, that is worth it like i don't take time lightly if you're gonna come see me at a show it needs to be a show every person on my band is an experienced hired gun that's been playing with me for two years we have if we go if you go to a festival right now and you see my show you're gonna be like that guy is better than half of the people on the sheet because i have the best band i do have the best drummer i have like this this, my base my band leader is the best you know like these this team that i have acquired together my tour manager is the best you know like this team is something that you need to take to places that people will come to. And I think that when you have like, like I have to be in control of everything. Like in order to be in control and having a team like you're talking about and yeah. a band like you're talking about, that that takes a learn. lot of money. It takes a lot of money and that's, what, and that's how you get it, you, you know, like with uh, labels and stuff like that. Are you with a label? Yeah, I was with, uh, not with, I am with uh, Arista Records. Okay. And so with that money, right, you kind of be like, okay, what are you going to do with that money? You're going to go buy a house or you're going to invest in your own project? I invested all of my money into my own project, you know. Do you still live in that somebody's living room? No. Oh, that was the first thing I did, actually. I got my, I still, I, I lived with a roommate until a week ago. You know are what I'm saying? Are you serious? Yes. Is this roommate a musician? No, he's just a roommate. Just a roommate. That's his professional yeah. job or her professional job. Um, he's like a model, does like serving and stuff like that in LA. Right. But so, like for me, I'm telling you, like I don't spend money. Like all the clothes that I have on right now, yeah. free. You know what I'm saying? Like or like they were given to me on credit. Like I'm, I'm, I want my artist project to be something that is uninhibited by other people's opinions, by, by, just run by creative, but that is really appreciative of art. You know, that's what I've been trying to you know convey. And I think that in the beginning of my process, I missed that a little bit, based off of how excited i was that everything <clears throat> everything was so cool like when you're a person that's never been in the industry and you've seen america's got talent you've seen are you the one and you see like ah these aren't the coolest things but i watch movies i've seen interstellar and that's cool i've seen like but the word cool is not cool if you're trying to be cool you're not cool yeah, you know cool is defined in the moment i i yes you're so right but i think that you ownership is cool and i think that that will always be cool and i think that there's some things that no matter what will always be cool. The longevity, the the evergreen stuff. Like the evergreen stuff, like when we listen to September by um Earth Wind and Fire. Yeah, Earth Wind and Fire, that's always going to be cool. You know, like if you listen to like Miami by Will Smith, you're going to go in the club and you're going to be like, "Yo, this is cool." You know what I'm saying? Like but there was no thought involved in the making of those pieces of art about being cool. They were just yeah, really were just- authentic to whatever they were thinking. Or yes. doing at the moment. Yes, and I think that that curation of um, art is really special because. But it's kind of like comedy, you know. If there are people who are really funny, yeah, and they're really funny, mm-hmm. and then there are people that you watch that look like they're trying to be funny. Yes, and if you're trying to be funny, even if the actual 
colors and words and sounds are coming out that are funny. There's something missing because mm. it's not authentic to who they are. Mm. And that's what I responded to most in you. Mm. And that's why I wanted to sit down and talk to you because I find you incredibly authentic. Mm. And also meeting you, um, I, I find you even more impressive than, you know, I liked your songs and I Thank thought you. you I thought you were cool and I thought that, we, <laughs> that it, it was great. But I think that you're even more impressive as a, as a young person, and they should, mm. li people sh need to uh, listen to this and and listen to the philosophy behind mm. success, you know. Yeah. And you are a musical Gary V. Mm. I mean, I'd say that in the beginning, I definitely was. Yes, I, Gary V is so awesome to me. I think that the way that he is. Have you met him? Not in person, but I've definitely skyped with him, and I haven't had a whole conversation with him, which was really cool. But I think that his main, like, you know mantra or whatever for kids is to realize that like you can do things and make decisions earlier than you think you can like as an 18 year old if you don't want to go to college and you think that you're going to half-ass it just tell your parents like this is not for me you can always go to college you can always go into the thing that you want to do like fuck college yeah fuck. i mean yeah fuck it fuck, fuck it. college you and know? drink tinder coffee drink tinder coffee it's you know just it, it is amazing there but i agree with that you know yeah. my philosophy i believe in nike and that's just do it just do it just and then do afterwards, it afterwards afterwards yes. figured out like for me it's all like throwing it at the wall and then i think my process is throwing it at the wall and then kind of getting some wide out and being like maybe we don't do this because it makes me feel not as good as when i do this part you know and that's the thing with this next part of my artist project is what i'm really going to dive into is like taking the next level of curating every part of the experience of getting into my artistry because how can you not how can you not see a bump in efficiency and experience when someone is really caring about the experience like if not everybody cares about the experience every single time. Like I'm not going to hate, I'm not going to hate at all, but like sometimes artists will do things for money. And as a pure example, it's like if you play a show and you're getting more money than you are getting experience out of the show, then I think you're compromising your art. And I am putting myself in a position to, well, I, well, I will never do that type of show. I will never do that yeah, type of, that's the thing I you have will. done. I no, I've been doing it, but I, that's the thing is like, going through this process and curating things so that when I go into a space, I know that if I am getting money, that the experiences match that amount of money that I'm getting compared to money experience, which I think a lot of artists will do this and go down all the well, way. Well, what happens, and not to knock what you're saying, but I'm at my point in my career, I've mm -hmm. been doing it for 45 years. I love doing stand-up. I yeah. love being in front of a live audience and hearing that, and I get paid really well for it, mm -hmm. but I don't know that I'm getting an experience. Mm -hmm. uh, my own personal experience, I just love it, but I don't mm -hmm. know that I'm being so artistic and growing so much as, a, uh, as compared to the amount of money that somebody's paying me to show up. See, that's the thing is like, I, I mean, this is a good, this is a good conversation to have just because I that's think why I'm that, having it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that if you are enjoying the process of going and doing that and, and seeing I love the, it, then it makes sense. But for me, and also comedy is different because you don't need, do you have a set? Yeah, a set act? No, no, sorry, not a set, but like a, uh, uh, things that you put on stage. It's no, just no. I used to have more. I like less just because how it's much easy for me to travel. Show, do you know? Are you comfortable telling me how much your show costs to put on? 
nothing. You put me in a room with a flashlight and a microphone, and I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not putting together a whole show. Yeah, my it's show not a production. My show is probably twenty times more expensive than your show. Well, uh, my bar is set really low. If you've got twenty bucks in the production, yeah. you are twenty times more than me. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so then my show is a thousand times, twenty thousand times fucking more expensive. And that's the thing is that like, if I'm gonna do a fucking show, this has to be a show. You are standing in. People are fucking standing for four hours. I hate standing. I never went to concerts. I never went to festivals. The fact that people are in a mob, you you know how it is? Like No, I know about people. these shows. Listen, you mentioned September. I was an opening act for Earth, Wind, and Fire on the Pyramid You're Tour. You're lying. No, I don't lie. Oh. Uh, I, was, I, on, I was on the Pyramid Tour. That's and I was, fucking yeah, crazy. It didn't go well for me, but I loved them, and that was huge production. And they had uh, great pyro and tech, yeah, uh, you know, exactly. and, and everything. But Put for a comic... You know, I don't know if I want flames and screens and I just want you to really focus on me. Yeah, exactly. And, and my think, words. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's really, really uh, with comedy. You can do that. I just saw um, I just saw fucking uh, Bill Burr up in Canada. I sat next to him on a plane and Amazing. then he invited me to a show and I was like, oh, yeah, this is Where, really cool. in Montreal. In Montreal, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, went to J to JFL. Yep, exactly. You know that, that's uh, I'm a partner in that festival. I own that. Fuck yeah, uh, bro! J uh, just for laughs, Hell where yeah. every comic comes from. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been my business for a long time. Hell we should. Yeah. I want them to bring music into that. Ooh, we should talk. Okay. We should talk. <laughs> but anyway, I know that you have a show tonight. I want to promote everything for you. The the you have a for all your dates. Do you have your own website? Yes. If you go to tyverdes.com. Um, uh, they can I see everything. I don't even know what it is. I don't really like to promote. Like, listen, listen. Well, how about, then how I'll promote it. We'll no, put no, it. We'll no, no, no. How about you don't promote it and just see what happens? Have you ever done that before? It's too late. You mentioned the name of the website. So okay, Tybertis is not the name of the website. Don't well, go, he could change his go. name at any time. Yeah, I could change my name at any time. We don't even know. We don't. Even I don't know. think that that's an experiment. <laughs> that's fun. Listen, you've been smart and and amazing and very impressive up until now, but. <laughs> This moment of saying, let's tell them not to promote it, or let's, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think Gary Vee would agree with that. Yeah, but that's I the don't reason. think the tour manager or content would agree with that. And I don't know who are the other people in the room. You Wait. brought it, like, you have a whole team. What does that guy do um, with the beard? Where? There's oh, a, Lex. Lex is here. Lex is uh, my personal guy. He's, uh, he helps on stage and he's like a, a, a personal guy. Yeah, yeah. And also, he, he gets me anything that I need. And also, he helps my tour manager right here. Um, do wow. anything that he needs. Um, oh, so I he's kind of he's kind he's kind of like a, he's like a all extended uh, type guy. He can do whatever the fuck. He's overextended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Overextended. An all extended <laughs> kind of Lex. Lex extended. Lex extended. Anyway, buddy, I I I I said this before we went on the air. I'll say it before we get off the air. I love you. I love your work. I will continually listen. And uh, if I hear of something or see it, I'm going to promote it. I'm going to not try your experiment. I listen. Watch. I I can tell you that just because every artist and every person and every business is different that if you put time into it and you put enough thought process behind it that you can sell anything you know you're Anyways. a you're a dichotomy because you started off this with saying i don't have time and then you're telling people to put time into it so you confuse oh, for time. the things that you love did you how did you enjoy this podcast it's I it's, love it. it's 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 over so this is the after Oh, what did I you think? I yeah, it. I mean, I think just experiencing another person in a way of like real, unfiltered, 
conversation. No filter. There's no editing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying like real conversation is something that not a lot of people get to do, especially with someone like of, of my caliber. stature. Yeah, exactly. No, I just so I was going to say, I, I love that you appreciate how lucky you are yeah, to just yeah. spend this quality time with yeah. me. <laughs> and I hope that the listeners and the watchers it, 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 kind of appreciate what it's like that you clicked on this yep. and you do it. But this is an amazing, is this your favorite podcast ever? I mean, this is the first podcast I've done in a long time. I think the last time I did one, I was in Europe. So it this doesn't is going to answer the question. Oh, I was about to say, I was, oh, it is my favorite. Oh, Howie, come on. Don't do that to me. But you yes. bullshitted everybody on the one and only or the, the only one. Why can't yeah. you bullshit me? Howie, this has been my favorite podcast. Ever? Ever. So there's the cold <laughs> opening, people. This has been my favorite podcast ever. Do you want to hear the theme song as we do go Do you have out? a theme song? I do. What's the theme song? What do you think of this? Hey, use this as the riff for your next. Sing to this. Nowhere. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's 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 like a you're going for cinematic a little bit. 